Today on After God's Heart. Isaiah reminds us a child will be born to us, a human child, and him who gives life, he was born. The bread of life would become hungry, the water of life would know thirst, the one who gives uh, rest would grow tired, the one who knew no sin would be tempted, the one who mediates our prayers would pray, the one who conquered death would die. He is fully human. He's so human, he's not ashamed to call us brothers. He's so human, he taught us to pray our Father. He's fully human. But Isaiah reminds us of another important truth about Jesus. He's not just fully human. He is God. Welcome to After God's Heart with Dr. Darren Biles, author, professor, and pastor of Sunnyvale First Baptist Church. Have you ever wondered how big God is? On today's episode of After God's Heart, Dr. Biles is going to describe the greatness of God in the incarnation of Christ. Christ became flesh. He was fully man and yet fully God. Dr. Biles is continuing a series entitled Unto Us. This is a message of Christmas. Jesus is the wonderful counselor, and today we'll learn he is the mighty God. Dr. Biles? The very best thing you can imagine about God doesn't even scratch the surface to describe how great he is. He's the greatest of everything great you can imagine, the superlative of every good thing. As we continue our series from Isaiah chapter 9, We're going to see today that Jesus is mighty God. It's one of the most fascinating aspects of who he is. He is the Son, the second person of the Trinity, but he is also God. He's fully God. He came as a child born into a sinful world and came to redeem it. And in his revelation of himself, the word says of Jesus, he is the mighty God. Take your Bibles and open with me again to Isaiah chapter 9, and let's learn of Jesus as mighty God. Well, you just heard one of my favorite things of the Christmas season. It's the music of our praise. To be reminded that we have one worthy of praising, of singing about, and the music that just resonates in your mind, and the words sink in, and you realize the impact of the words that we're singing that declare the birth and the majesty of the Savior whom we worship. One of my favorite songs that we sing in the Christmas season is the song Hark the Herald Angels Sing, written in 1739. Charles Wesley wrote the poem that became the song in 1739, George Whitfield, who was his initial student, later colleague, actually added some of the words to the song that we now sing. It was Whitfield that added the phrase, newborn king. A century later, Felix Mendelssohn, in his musical genius, put the song in the form that we have it, the composition, sort of a glorious mixture of Wesley's words and Whitfield's contributions and Mendelssohn's genius. And listen to the phrase of this one part, Christ, by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as men 
as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. It's the message that we sing about in Christmas and the reason why we celebrate the season and what I intend to try to unpack for us this morning from the word of God, Jesus, our mighty God. If you brought your Bible with you this morning, let me turn again to the passage that Aubrey so wonderfully read for us already from Isaiah chapter 9 passage we're looking at all the month of December, all the season of Christmas, reflecting on the names of Jesus. Isaiah 9, beginning in verse 1, there was no more gloom for her who was in anguish. In earlier times, she treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali with contempt Later on, he will make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You will multiply the nation. You will increase their joy. They will rejoice in your presence as with the joy of harvest. As people rejoice when they divide the spoils, for you will break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, as at the battle of Midian, for every boot of the marching warrior in the roar of battle, the cloak rolled in blood, will be burned, burning fuel for fire, for a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Each of the titles that Isaiah describes of Jesus and ascribes to him adds color to the picture that Isaiah is painting. And each of these describe not only names by which he will be referred, but something about the wonder of his character. We looked last week at Jesus as our wonderful counselor, a counselor of wonder, one who speaks marvelous truth and does so in a wonderful way. Today, we look at the second of the names that Isaiah declares he will be called. He will be called Mighty God. He's the wisdom of God, and he is the power of God. He is Mighty God. One of the fundamental truths of our faith, reflecting on the oneness of God, God became a man. The infinite became incarnate, invisible became infant, and this wonderful, marvelous counselor of a God became a baby. But there was never a moment in time when Jesus became God. He always has been God. He always is God. And we celebrate Jesus as our mighty God, the person of God. One of the most remarkable truths that we think about 
in our minds. Just stop and consider the, the fact that God, who created the world, came to be born as a baby. And you just reflect on the, the remarkable thought of that. Isaiah reminds us a child will be born to us, a human child. And him who gives life, he was born. The bread of life would become hungry. The water of life would know thirst. The one who gives rest would grow tired. The one who knew no sin would be tempted. The one who mediates our prayers would pray. The one who conquered death would die. He is fully human. He's so human. He's not ashamed to call us brothers. He's so human, he taught us to pray our Father. He's fully human. But Isaiah reminds us of another important truth about Jesus. He's not just fully human, he is God. Divine, mighty God. Christmas is not so much about the Savior's infancy as it is about his deity. He is mighty God, fully human and fully God, deity in humanity. A child is born reflecting his humility. A son is given reflecting his deity. So many around the world today stumble over this truth. They, they, they might see Jesus as a, a good teacher. They might understand him as a good man. They might reflect about some of the things about his life. They might even listen to him, but stop short of worshiping him. I remind us of the truth of the word of God. Jesus did not just come to be your teacher. He came to be your God. The oneness of God. That fundamental truth that every day Orthodox Jews recite from Deuteronomy chapter 6, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We, we, we focus on that truth of the oneness of God, the fact that God who occurs, appears in three persons, is still yet one God, not three gods we worship, one God. And here, this child that Isaiah describes is the mighty God. It's a strange thought when you stop and reflect on a child as God. It's what Paul described in 1 Timothy chapter 3 as the mystery of, of godliness. God manifest in flesh. Jesus didn't become God. Jesus is God. He's always been God. Jesus was God pre-Bethlehem. He was God in the womb. He was God in eternity past. He was God as a toddler. He was God as a teenager. Jesus is the very person of God. The, the, the passage we used in Sunday school last week, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's helpful to remind ourselves the Bible is a book about Jesus. It's written for us, but about him. It's about Jesus. In the Old Testament, he's predicted. In the New Testament, he's revealed. Christianity is Christ. It's not a philosophy of life. It's not a cause. It's not a creed. It's a person, and his name is Jesus. 
reflect on that fact when Thomas saw Jesus risen from the dead and touched his hands and, and his side and proclaimed, my Lord and my God. The most astounding miracle in all of Scripture. Everything else Jesus did makes sense if he's God. If he's God, it makes sense he turns water into wine. If he's God, it makes sense that he can make stones into bread. If he's God, it makes sense he can walk on water. Everything else Jesus did makes sense if you understand this truth. Jesus is mighty God. The most awarded artist in Christian music history, Stephen Curtis Chapman, will be live at Sunnyvale First Baptist Church on Saturday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. Join us as Stephen Curtis Chapman presents Acoustic Christmas. Tickets are $30 for general admission and $45 for Artist Circle and can be purchased in advance by going to SunnyvaleFBC.com slash event slash Stephen Curtis Chapman. Tickets will be available for pickup at Sunnyvale First Baptist Church or can be held for will call pickup on the night of the concert. We'll see you at Sunnyvale First Baptist Church on Saturday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. as we celebrate an acoustic Christmas with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 30, I and the Father are one. We have a number of I am statements throughout the New Testament, particularly in the Gospels and most especially in the Gospel of John. And when you see those phrases where Jesus declares something about himself that begins with that phrase, I am, remember that moment in the wilderness when Moses saw a bush that was consumed. It was burning but not consumed, and he heard a voice from, from coming from the bush, and, and he who are you? And the voice came out, declaring, I am. And now here, Jesus, throughout his earthly ministry in John 6, I am the bread of life. In John 8, I am the light of the world. In John 10, I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 15, I am the true vine. John 18, I am he. That that proclamation, even as they were coming to arrest Jesus, Jesus declared those words, I am he, and the soldiers fell back as though prostrate before the I am. In Revelation chapter 1, it was Jesus who said, I am Alpha and Omega, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. He claimed, and we claim, Jesus is God. He's the person of God. But Isaiah tells us something even more than that. He's not just the person of God. He's the power of God. He is the mighty God. The word that the text uses for the, the word mighty, it, it can mean strength. It can mean power. It can mean hero. It's a word used throughout the, the Old Testament to describe a particular set of individuals, people who stood out above all the rest. And here Isaiah is saying, Jesus is our hero God. Who are your heroes today? 
Bonnie Tyler famously reminded us, I need a hero. Maybe you're reflecting on heroes in your life. Numerous movies today offer comic book alternatives for heroes that our world needs. But Isaiah reminds us Jesus is the hero in God's story. He's the mighty, miracle-working God. He's the hero you need in your life. A number of people in the Bible are described by this same word, mighty. Nimrod, we meet in Genesis 10, a mighty warrior. Gideon, Jephthah, David, Goliath, Jonathan, Saul, all described as mighty. In addition, David and a number of kings after him had surrounded themselves with mighty men, the mightiest of the mighty, who surrounded them everywhere they went. Men like Benaiah, we meet in 2 Samuel 23, who the Bible says went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion, a mighty man. The mightiest of the mighty, the greatest of the great, the strongest of the strong. And Isaiah says that's who Jesus is. He's the mighty God. Hi, this is Brian James, Minister of Music at Sunnyvale First Baptist Church. And I want to take a moment to invite you to join us on Sunday, December 17th at 6 p.m. for Emmanuel Has Come, our Christmas night of worship. Come reflect on the true significance of Christ's birth. Emmanuel has come as an event for all ages, making it the perfect opportunity to invite friends and family to share the true message of Christmas through this extraordinary worship experience, featuring our Sunnyvale Worship Choir and Vale Kids Choir, accompanied by a 35-piece orchestra and KCBI's own Sunny Delphiette as narrator. This evening of music will transport you to the heart of the Christmas story as we explore the profound meaning of Emmanuel, God with us. Mark your calendar and come out to Sunnyvale First Baptist Church on Sunday, December 17th at 6 p.m. for Emmanuel has come. When our boys were little, we had a picture frame that we had and it made its way into all four boys' bedroom at one time or another. It's a picture of a little boy going to bed at night and by his bedside was a uh, an angel, but 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 not just any angel. Picture this really strong, buff, mighty angel hovering over the bedside of this little boy. And there was something about that as parents that that we took confidence in that even in the moments when when I may not be able to protect my child, the Bible tells us a picture of a mighty sovereign. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who protects them when I cannot protect them. Isaiah reminds us he is the mighty God. I fear we are no longer wowed by the mightiness of God. We have so often become satisfied with an unmighty God. We content ourselves with a God who doesn't shock us as long as he doesn't frighten us. Occasional blips of strength have replaced regular displays of his power. We've settled for a God who responds to our call but leaves us alone when we don't. I want to remind us today that a just so-so God isn't enough. Only a mighty God can restore what you and I have disrupted. 
Only a mighty God can solve the crises of our day. Only a mighty God can handle your biggest need, fight your worst battles, handle your greatest crises. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, the Lord your God among you is a mighty warrior who saves. Jesus is the hero in God's story. In his earthly life, Jesus demonstrated power over nature, over disease, over demons, over sin, over death. It was his voice who alone could calm the raging sea simply by Jesus proclaiming peace. He is the person of God, and if he's the person of God, he deserves your worship. He's the power of God, and if he is the power of God, he deserves your praise. He's a mighty God, a miracle-working God, a Satan-defeating God, a circumstance-changing God, an overcoming God, an all-sufficient God, an always-faithful God, an omnipotent God, a holy God, a never-wearying God, an ever-satisfying God, an ever-present God, a creator God, a strong and mighty God, a sin-defeating God. Jesus is our mighty God. We live in a world that's confused. Some of us here today need to be reminded in your greatest need, in your weakest moments, you have access to a mighty God. We don't just worship him as a baby. We worship him as a mighty God. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, if you Google largest land object ever lifted. You'll be directed to a company called Mamouet, who in Usan, South Korea, constructed this lift that lifted a weight of 23,178 tons. It's a platform in the Hyundai uh, organization there. They lifted this platform 26 meters, so 86 feet. They did that to elevate it above the level of a coming typhoon. So they lifted this mighty weight, the, the heaviest weight ever lifted by mankind on land to protect it from soon coming storms. The Bible reminds us Jesus is a mighty God. Some of you are carrying some heavy loads this morning. Are you burdened down by heavy weights? Are you troubled by struggles and burdens that maybe no one else understands? No one else can reconcile. No one else can imagine all the weights that you carry. But I remind you of a mighty God who's big enough for every burden that you have, who's strong enough to solve every crisis that you have, every weight that you carry. Think about the heaviest burden you have. Jesus is more mighty. He is the mighty God. And the Bible tells us that one day soon our mighty God will return as victorious warrior. He will defeat every enemy. He will right every wrong. He will escort to heaven every believer who has trusted by faith in Jesus as our mighty God. Jesus is not only willing to be your Savior, he is able to save. And I remind you today, 
Jesus is a mighty God. The Bible tells us in Colossians 1, verse 16, that all things were created by Jesus and exist for him. The remarkable truth about the birth of Christ is that he came to a world that he created. Sin corrupted the perfection of his creation, but he came to redeem mankind by his sacrifice. As God, he is creator. As mighty, he is sufficient. He is mighty in all the world and is sufficient over your need as well. Maybe in this Christmas season, you would receive Jesus Christ as your mighty God. We've entitled this program, After God's Heart. The name of the program comes from the title of my newest book, After God's Heart. It's a story of the life of David, the challenges, the lessons that we learn from David, and how we can apply those to our lives. We'd love to send you a copy of my book when you support this ministry with your generous gift. Now, here's Ed to give you more details on how you can get a copy of my book. Thanks, Dr. Biles. You can get a copy of After God's Heart today. By contacting Sunnyvale First Baptist Church at 972-226-7105 or SunnyvaleFBC.com. You can also write us at 3018 North Beltline Road, Sunnyvale, Texas, 75182. Attention after God's heart. And here's a final word from Pastor Darren. Thanks, Ed. I want to personally invite you anytime you are able to be our guest at Sunnyvale First Baptist Church. We have Sunday school for all ages beginning at 9 o'clock, and we have worship in both English and Spanish beginning at 1030. We'd love to see you and your family anytime you are able at Sunnyvale First Baptist Church. You've been listening to After God's Heart with Dr. Darren Biles. We want to thank you for listening and hope it's been a blessing to you. I'm your host, Ed Petty. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time on After God's Heart.